we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Dream Architect Life with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. Brian and Brittany, how are you today? Wonderful. Outstanding today. <laughs> oh, that's that's the dollar word of the day right there. He's outstanding. All right. <laughs> this has been such a good series so far. I'm really excited. Can one of you give us a recap for those maybe that are just joining us? What did we talk about last time? We got into some tactical ways that you can start looking at who you are surrounding yourself with. So who are you spending time with really putting the impact, both positive and negative on an actual scale and making some tough decisions on where you're going to spend your time, where you're not going to spend your time and, and who you're going to spend your time with uh, and maybe who you're going to try to reach out to, to spend more time with that you haven't before. So that's really what the premise was of the last couple episodes. Yeah. And I, I do want to cheat a little bit here and I'd like to ask you for the website information because you gave it at the end of the last podcast, but there's the, the tools and the resources are right there for everybody. So can yeah. you remind people so maybe they can follow along? Yeah. So mysweetfinancial.com, uh, really simple. That's access to our retirement readiness toolbox. And it's got all of the tools that we talked about in the last episode and all of the last tools we've talked about in multiple episodes. Plus we'll, we'll give you a little, uh, secret here. It's also referenced in our newest book. Uh, so you can see the toolbox nice. it's referenced at the end of actually each chapter where you'll be able to find all of the tools that we talk about across the board. So it's a really great, great resource center and great point of reference for yeah. making any changes in your life. Well, and, and you say retirement readiness, but I would also just say, because of what you've taught me in the last couple episodes, it's really success readiness because Amen. following these tools, using these exercise, you will find more success based on just even just changing your own attitude. So I, I'm really excited. And speaking of changing your own attitude, that's what today's podcast is. It, you, you told me we're going to be talking about getting out of your own way. And I love to hear that, but I don't know how. So, so teach me. <laughs> you know, I'll kick this off. And then Brian, I know you have a couple concepts that are going to be just so great for today, uh, but really, you know, it's taking a look in the mirror and, and making some decisions on how are you, or are you in general, your biggest supporter and, and how can you really kind of step aside to get out of your own way from pursuing what it is you want how do we really look at eliminating that imposter syndrome, which essentially is when you're like, oh my gosh, who am I to do X, Y, and Z? Who am I to, you know, pursue this or have this success? 
and it's funny, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, but it doesn't matter the amount of wealth that somebody has accumulated. It's amazing at how conservative people can be in really pursuing what they absolutely number one can afford, Mm -hmm. but number two, that'll set their soul on fire. So Brian, I know you have a lot to say in this episode, so I would love for you to jump in here too. Well, I I think I'll start out with a quote and it goes something like this. You are far too smart to be the only thing standing in your way. Hmm. And it all kind of goes back to the power of self-belief. And Brittany and I were having an interesting conversation before we started the podcast today. And I think people need to look at their life and their retirement or just their future and maybe start using these two words, you deserve, because you deserve to live the life of your dreams, and you deserve to have all the experiences in life that you've ever dreamed of. And why can't you do that? Well, it's a lot of times, you know, your own worst enemies, and, you know, the negative thoughts and things to that effect. And I just think it's, one, as I mentioned, you know, at the last podcast is being intentional, but it's, it's really feeling like you do deserve it. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's difficult, but if you keep telling yourself you deserve it, pretty soon your mind will actually accept that. And what, what you hear and what you see most frequently is what the world becomes. You know, I've I've just lived that so many times myself personally, but it's just that positive reinforcement of whatever in life it is that you want and being comfortable with, it's okay if I have that. I can do that dream experience. I can have that amazing, you know, whatever it is, vacation with my family or whatever. And a lot of times it's simply that thinking that gets you over the hump. And it's just been proven time and time again. I'll throw it back to you, Brittany, because I know you've got some added comments on that, but yeah, you know, the word deserve. And I think this is something that it's an interesting word because sometimes it breeds this negative connotation and people can equate deserve with entitlement. Mm -hmm. And it's important to point out that that's not what we're talking about here. There's a massive difference in feeling like, you know, you deserve a million dollars, but you're not willing to work for it. Or you deserve some lavish life and you're like, I'm just sending my couch and I'm just going to wish it into fruition. (laughs) There's a big difference there, you know, and, and we're so fortunate because, you know, a lot of times or, or all the time, the people that we work with have been great examples of really, you know, busting their behinds to create the life that they have and to save and to be diligent and to create opportunity for themselves. Right. So, so I think it's important when you think about this word deserve, it's truly looking at, you know, what have I done up to this point in my life and what have I created and what do I want for the future? And it's allowing yourself to lean into that want and to lean into that desire and to lean into the the dreams that you have for yourself, for your family, for your legacy, uh, for what it is that you want to be known for going forward. So, you know, again, it's, it's about creating a life of significance versus just creating the status quo. That's really what deserve means here. Yeah. Well, I, I remember back to when my wife and I were first dating, right? I had a 1983 Datsun pickup truck. 
right? And it was a. They didn't beater. realize they made pickup trucks, Eric. But <laughs> right. well, yeah, they did for a little while, and it was it's something that I, I think about because you know my my kids grew up with more money than I did when I was young. Uh, you know, my my family we came from very very humble beginnings, but I, I know that there's been a couple people in my life that are like, well, why do you need that, right? The expectation is if I'm driving a newer truck or a very nice truck or a, a truck that maybe is nicer than somebody else's, they, they look at you differently and they, they wonder, well, why you have to, why are you flaunting that? Do you expect me to drive the 83 Datsun forever? Right? I mean, there's points where you've, you've accomplished things and there's nothing wrong with being able to buy that next thing. Or you, you talked about a vacation people. I think that if they go on a wild vacation or a vacation, maybe three weeks long or a month long, they're able to do that. And maybe they're able to spend more time with family doing that, that people are going to look at them differently. Oh, well, look at you, but they've earned that. And they've worked so hard for it like that. How do you get over that? Maybe almost guilt feeling, or I don't know. I don't know what, how to put my finger on it, but I know that there's people that look at you differently. If you're spending some money, even though you've worked so hard for it, how do you get people over that hump? That is a brilliant question because it happens all the time, right? Like that's something that, you know, we talk about internally here too. It's like, oh, well, you don't want to be showy and you don't want to be boastful or you don't want, you know, perception or whatever the case is. But, you know, I think number one, it's taking a really good hard look at why you feel the way you do. And maybe it goes back to a little bit of what we talked about in the last couple episodes of the people in your life and who you are listening to and, and who you're allowing to make you feel that way. And another great exercise that I, I think is just something that can be a benefit in a multitude of different ways, but that's journaling, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime you're feeling like that, where you're like, Oh, you know, I probably shouldn't pursue this or, Oh, you know, I, I really shouldn't do that because of what so-and-so whoever will think, you know, writing down those thoughts and feelings and getting to the core, being introspective as to why you're feeling that way. What's that triggering moment for you? And, and this is, and I'm going to use this just because this is what we eat, sleep and breathe every day. But that's part of the reason like big decisions like that. That's part of the reason you have a wealth advisor. Like, let's just put this where it is. Mm -hmm. You want to have somebody that can put in black and white, how that decision can impact your future. It is amazing. And I know Brian, you can speak to this even better than I can, but it's amazing when you put those examples in front of a person to say, this is what you've said you want. This is how it might affect your plan going forward. Sometimes people need that really clear, basically the numbers to support the decision so that they can release some of that anxiety about it, that guilt, whatever that might look like. Uh, so Brian, I don't know if you want to add anything else there, but I think that's a big component. People just need to see that it's okay. Yeah, I think the question everybody needs to ask themselves is who are you living your life for? Is it for you and your family or is it for these other people? And I would think it's for yourself and your family. And to also take the point about, you know, the people you hang around, I will tell you with a hundred percent confidence, if you're with the right people and you go out and do something that, like I said, you probably deserve, and it's something that you value in your life, they're going to think that's amazing. And they're mm -hmm. going to say, well, congratulations. Absolutely. I'm so happy you were able to accomplish that. The ones that are maybe jealous or whatever the case is, are going to be the ones that, you know, how come you had to do that? So once again, it's really in the people 
uh, that you associate with. And the ones that really have your backside and are going to help you create the life that you want are going to be the ones that encourage that. Mm. Yeah. I think you put it so well because it, it really is who are you trying to please, right? That's what I'm hearing you say. And yep. if it's, if it's trying to please the people that matter the most to you, and that's what your intention is, and that's where your values are, then you can't help but be successful in that as long as you, again, can get out of your own way. So that's, that's a definitely a change in mindset. That's great. Yeah. You know, and it is, it's about deciding what you want. Right. And again, I mean, we talk about, and we talk about a lot and and again, we referenced, referenced it in the last couple of podcast episodes about the people you surround yourself. But ultimately, if your relationship with yourself is not a good one and you Mm. are faced with that negative self-talk that every single one of us has experienced, we've all done it to ourselves. You know, I liken it to, it's the whole adage of the things that you say to yourself, would you say it to your best friend? Would you be like, you're stupid. You're not enough. Mm. You don't deserve this. You're not, who are you to be happy? You would never say that. Or at least I hope. Yeah. <laughs> they won't be your that. best friend for long. Right? Yeah, not exactly. Your best friend anymore. Your ex-best friend. Yeah. <laughs> but I would hope that you wouldn't say those things. So why on earth are we saying those things to ourselves? And why on earth are we not allowing ourselves to lean into our fullest potential and to pursue the things that we enjoy and that ignite us from the inside out? So again, it's it's about looking at yourself and learning to love yourself and love the things that you pursue. It's really hard to have big dreams, big goals for your future. If you don't really believe in what you're doing and believe in that path that you've chosen for yourself. So I think, again, it starts with a little bit of self-love. Yeah. And I think once you kind of figure that out, it does come down to being grateful. Mm. And I think Brittany, you've, you and I have chatted a number of times on just some of the the benefits. And I know Dr. Benjamin Hardy that we're friends with and, you know, has got some great comments on that. So maybe you can allude to some of the things that happen when you are actually grateful. Yeah. So I actually, I put this right in front of me because, you know, Brian and I have talked a lot about Dr. Ben Hardy's material. He's absolutely, he's brilliant. Uh, he's, uh, got his doctorate in psychology. He was at one point, one of the, or, or the number one writer on medium.com. If you're familiar, it's a, basically a blogging site with millions and millions of people that read and consume material. So Dr. Hardy, he talks about how gratitude journaling is actually scientifically proven Hmm. to overcome some psychological challenges or uh, that negative self-talk. So ways to become happier. So I actually wrote down the benefits that he lists in one of his studies. And I I think it's just so brilliant. So I'm actually going to read talks about how gratitude makes you happier. Gratitude strengthens your emotions. Gratitude makes you more optimistic. It helps you bounce back from challenges. It helps you relax. It makes you friendlier. It helps your marriage. I mean, all of those things combined. I mean, I I look at that list and I'm like, I I can't think of a single person that's like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. I'm not going to think about gratitude. I don't want those things. It's just not reality. So, you know, as you look at that, and this is somebody who has spent a ton of time and energy on the topic, who eats, sleeps, and breathes this, who has seen evidence in his own life and the lives of others, those simple, or that one simple practice if for nothing else, it's going to help you make some advances in your life as it is right now. So I I think that's such a great study and it's such great material. Yeah. And I think the other thing that would be helpful for most people to be more comfortable with 
where they're at and who they are and where they're going. And what made me think of that was we talking about Dr. Ben Hardy. He just wrote a book, The Gap Versus the Game. And the problem most people have is they've got, these are my goals down the road. And no matter if you've made them or not, you always set further ones. So there's always going to be a discrepancy between where you're at today and this ideal of where you should be either now or in the future. And really what everybody needs to do is stop and look at, well, where am I now today relative to where I was in the past? Mm. And you will find that you've made amazing progress that you haven't given yourself any credit for. And when you look at that, all of a sudden the vantage point becomes very different. And now you go, well, I have actually done a lot. I'd like to do more, but I am actually way ahead of where I was. And that little shift in mindset, and everybody, if, if anybody in the listening audience has ever felt that, this book is awesome on helping you get over, but it's a, it's a huge thing of really any, you know, anybody that's had any success has always been in that gap at one time. And I, my picture used to be in the dictionary for that years ago. I've kind of gotten over that now. And I think they've replaced me with somebody else. Thank goodness. But it's such a, it's such a great concept. If you just really think about it, because everybody has something that they've gained in and are now much better off than they were. And they just haven't given themselves credit yet. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're talking about reflecting on where you were and where you are now, but you're not saying not to set goals because I know you, I know you very well. So when you're setting goals, how do you do it in such a way that it doesn't feel like you're not accomplishing or you haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish? Because the goals is, those are things you want to accomplish and that can bring about those feelings of, I haven't done that yet. But as long as you're on your way, I mean, how do you, how do you measure that? You know, I will absolutely jump in on this one because th I think that's such a great question. And so many people, I think, have great intentions and have big things they want for their future, but they don't necessarily know how to pursue it in a methodical way. Mm -hmm. And this is, there's this term that keeps flashing in my head and it's manifesting. So there is a major cultural shift, I guess you could say on, on this topic of manifesting. And people believe that if I just think it and believe it, it's going to come true. Now, I think there's some merit to that because you have, again, I won't go down the rabbit hole here, but in your brain, you have this reticular activating system that looks for evidence of what you put in front of it. Mm -hmm. So it's the whole adage of, you know, you decide you're going to get a black SUV with silver chrome trim, whatever, all of a sudden you're seeing them everywhere. And you're like, wow, I have great taste because everybody has that. And, <laughs> and now I want it too. And what, what a great thing. And no, that's not true. The same amount existed before your attention just wasn't on it. Mm. So there is a component and an element of manifesting that is true, but the big part that people tend to miss is the action you need to take. So you can want and wish and pursue in your mind, all of these great things, but if you're not willing to take those bite-sized steps towards it, then it's kind of all for nothing. And, and the odds of it happening is similar to winning the lottery, right? Yeah. So when you think about tangible goal setting and you think about creating traction for yourself, that's where this whole visioning exercise. So thinking about what you want, 
thinking about the things that you want to bring to life that you want to bring to fruition and then backing up and saying, okay, what can I do in the next 90 days to get me closer to this? So let's just use something really simple as an example. Let's just say that you've said my whole entire life, I have wanted to take my family to Italy. Okay. And that's something you've wanted to pursue, but for whatever reason, you just keep wishing, wanting, thinking about it. And you're like, ah, someday we'll get to it. We're busy. We're whatever, you know, our family members is going to be tough to connect, whatever. So maybe a first step you could actually take is meeting and booking a travel agent and setting a date on the calendar. Now, a lot of times what can happen is people want to create this massively wonderful experience. So they spend so much time thinking about all the things that they need to do to make that come to life that they don't take the simplest action of just booking the darn trip Mm. (laughs) of just putting a date on the calendar. And and I use this as a really simplistic example, but there's so much truth to it. You just have to make those small bite-sized steps to move closer to what you want. Uh, you know, I, I want to use the other example too. There's so many people we've encountered that want to write a book, right? We work with a lot of business owners. We have just a ton of people in our network that are entrepreneurial in nature, and they'll talk about this book writing. And when we say how many we've written, Brian and I, Brian's done about five to this point, and mm-hmm. I've done four. Oh. And people are like, wait a second, you guys have, you know, a couple different businesses, few different businesses. You, you've got a lot going on in your lives. How the heck do you write a book? And it's like, well, we put time on the calendar every week. And we know that we have a chapter to create and we created an outline leading up to that. And then you find a really great, you know, publishing company and you enlist with them. Cause there's a million of them out there and it's really, there's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing, you know, it's not like this super sleuth activity that we just, again, magically manifested. It's because we took very simplistic action towards a bigger goal. So those are a couple of things that, that I think are relevant to what people focus on to get them closer. Yeah. And, and the thing I would add to that is in general, people get a lot more done in a long period of time than they ever thought was possible, but underestimate what they can do in the short run. So mm-hmm. in other words, they never seem to make their short-term goals, but the long-term ones seem to always exceed. And I'm going to steal some of Brittany's thunder, but this is made me think of this because this is her one of her favorite sayings is the only person you should be competing against is the person you were yesterday. Mm. And so if you just have the mindset of I'm going to start small and I'm just going to make a 1% improvement in whatever it is every week. Well, as we all know, there's 52 weeks in the year. If I just got 1% better each week, that's 52% bigger at the end of a year. That would be massive in anybody's terms on any front, no matter what it was that you were trying to get better at. And so you don't have to do a lot each day. You just have to do something additional every single day to get better. And it's the compounding effect that occurs. So it's not going to be a big deal after the first week, 1% better. You probably won't even know you did anything. And after two or three weeks, you won't know you did anything, but you'll notice 50% when it's different. Mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. I I think what I like most Brittany about the examples that you gave both examples, you had a commitment. You didn't just have a, a, an idea that's in the ether you committed and you put something on the calendar or you put something down in writing, or you, you paid for something in advance or you booked a travel agent. 
those are things that you've now you've committed. So it's almost like you're forcing yourself to take those small steps. I, and, I, and I like that because otherwise it's just an idea that's out there. And if you don't commit to yourself for that improvement or for that trip, whatever it is, then it's always going to be just kind of in the cloud. It's funny. I think about the thing about commitment and you think about leaning into fear. We talked about fear in, in the last episode. And we talk about that a lot internally here, but I remember there was a time where we were part of joining a new um, mastermind group that we had never been a part of before. We'd been to, I think a couple meetings at that point. And Brian had really been pushing. He's like, you need to do a talk there. And I was like, that's crazy. There's so many brilliant entrepreneurs and who in the world am I to get up there and talk and be in front of these people? That's, that's so intimidating. So after some coaxing and him, you know, gently reminding me that this would be a great thing to do, (laughs) I, I, I simply put in the application. And for me, that was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go into this thinking that I'm going to get accepted into it. And fortunately to this date, I did. And I've done a couple talks in that group since, nice. but it was really that forcing function. It's like that one step that you're like, all right, if the green light gets, if that button gets pushed, I'm going and I'm all in and I'm going to make the best out of this. So again, it's one of those things where I think sometimes we, we need that forcing function in our lives. And and thankfully Brian is so focused on leaning into fear and doing things that are new and sometimes scary that that rubbed off. And that's a really positive thing. So if we can then rub off on our listeners to take that one leap of faith and go after something that you have been fearful of or have been hesitant because of your own internal monologue and that, that, that negative self-talk lean into that and take a chance. What I'm hearing is that if I want to go skydiving, I got to take Brian. Cause he'll push me off the plane. Um, he will. Amen, brother. <laughs> and he will be right alongside <laughs> whether you. I'm ready or not. <laughs> oh, you got to do it. It's uh, exhilarating. For yeah. those that don't know, this is a side squirrel, but Mr. Sweet is absolutely an adrenaline junkie. He really? will try anything at least once. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, on that note, is there anything else, Brian, any stories you want to tell on Brittany before we wrap up this podcast? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be good and just keep <laughs> it uh, right here. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you so much for your time today and, and your wisdom. I, I'm looking forward to the next podcast. How about a preview? You want to talk a little bit about that? You know, we'll keep this a little bit under wraps, but we will continue on this conversation and just the general theme on really making sure that you're leaning into your values, that you're setting that intentionality for the future and, you know, continuing to pursue what matters most to you and your dreams. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much again for your time. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, Eric. You bet. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Brian and Brittany come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Sweet Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that possibility comes to those who create it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.